Hey, welcome to Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. Let's get right into it. Um, so this is actually the perfect transition um, to talk about something that I think is really important is that mental health is still health. Mm-hmm. People tend to treat physical health and mental health as if they're different things. And they are not different things. They're all nope. the same thing. It's almost like saying mental health is, is this terrible. Um, it's got so much stigma to it. It's like, but it's just health. It's all, it's all part of the same thing. And something, again, in our back and forth that you were saying to me is that health and well-being is more than just food and movement. And I was hoping that you could say a little bit more about that and then we could break down a little bit more of this kind of body relation. I don't even want to say mind-body relationship because it implies the mind is separate from the body, which yeah. I, don't, I don't think is valuable for this model that we're going to discuss here. Um, so anyway, I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about this whole health and well-being is more than food and movement. Yeah. I, I always challenge people to look under the hood, so to speak, uh, because the reality is we compartmentalize in this area, right? So you go to the gym to work on your body. You go to a therapist to talk about your feelings and what's in your head, but there's never this marriage between the two. And to, to be effective and to show up your best and to work through all of it, they should be treated together. Um, and in my case, it was like, you know, I, I exercised a lot and I um, ate fairly healthy, but the rest of my life was a shit show. <sighs> and what happens is we're led to believe that if we do the, we eat the kale and we work out in the gym every day, that we're healthy people. Right. But the actual reality is that the other side of nutrition is the stress you carry, your mm. home environment, your career, mm. your relationships, your, your ability to be creative all these other things impact our health way more than what we eat and how we move. Now that's not to say you shouldn't eat healthy and you shouldn't move. Like that's a given. But if you are a stressed out person, not sleeping your eight, nine hours a night, you are going to be more unhealthy than somebody who probably eats garbage and doesn't move. I mean, Sleep and stress are the two biggest killers for us, and they are the reasons most people are in the doctor's office. Yet we don't talk about that. Not um, enough, anyway. Certainly. No, and you know now they're finding, and in the next ten years they will be talking more about it. But we're now considering, yeah, we're now considering the stomach, the gut, as the second brain, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of connection cognitively and emotionally between the stomach and the mind, and they're finding all of this through studies where, you know, our depression and all of those things are attributed to, you know, that piece as well. So there's all this stuff going on and everything's communicating, but we're not treating them as equals. Yeah. I just to kind of side, not side note, but to kind of extend that a little bit, um, humans are highly intuitive, Mm -hmm. especially collectively. Right. So there, is it really so shocking that we say, oh, I got a feeling in my gut or it's, you know, right. you know, or you check your gut. Well, now we're like, oh, now we're knowing so much more about the gut. There's actually neur- neurological cells in, that are connected to uh, the organs in our abdomen. Microbiome. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. that, um, you know, we're learning that a fair amount of our immune system is based on our relationship with our gut flora. Mm-hmm. Like what's happening in our intestines. And, yeah. and these are things that um, intuitive-based medical systems, and I say that because I want to distinguish it from some level of 
uh, empirical testing. It's amazing to me that you can have something like traditional Chinese medicine, which I'm not saying gets it all right, but I am saying it's always fascinating to me when people found out about organs without cutting open cadavers. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is that possible? Well, so there's obviously there's an understanding that we have and we're in touch with ourselves and we experiment on situations. And it's the same thing what I love about Montessori education. Montessori observed children. Mm-hmm. She didn't do brain scans. She observed children. She developed her findings out of observing children. And now brain science is catching up to things that she observed 100 years ago. Right. So... I think I don't I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I still lean more towards science. So it's so fascinating to me that now, you know, we have all these studies that are like, oh yes, by the way, you have you have a part of a brain in your abdomen and you have your immune system in your intestines. It's just so fascinating. Yeah. And now there's therapy to treat depression and anxiety and some of the uh, you know, not this more severe stuff, but through nutrition. Yeah. So and uh, even stool transplants. Yes, yes. Isn't yeah, that amazing? So much happening. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think something I wanted to highlight also about what you mentioned is that essentially there is a soup of chemicals in the body, and that both what we think and what we eat affects that chemical soup. Mm-hmm. And so your diet affects the state of your, we're gonna call it mind for lack of a better word, for the, you know, whatever our state of consciousness, our, state, our collective state of thoughts and emotions, um, and beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. When we talk about kind of mindset and the mental game, that's what we're talking about. Um, so you're, the way your body feels affects how capable you are, any human is, of altering their thoughts, of how widely their feelings swing. Um, right. And similarly... When you put, you can't tell, uh, I love Kelly McGonagall says, Kelly McGonagall says, you know, when you're looking at a piece of cheesecake and you're on a diet, that cheesecake may as well be a saber-toothed tiger to your brain. (laughs) Your brain has this huge stress reaction and then that creates this whole sea of chemicals, this whole new soup of chemicals that then might actually make you crave it more Mm -hmm. or, you know, will actually make, even though you don't eat that cake, you still gain weight because of a cortisol response, right? Yes. So, you know, these are all interrelated systems. So, that's why I think it's so important to talk about it, whether we call it the mind body connection or we talk about it all being the body or however we look at it, you know, these things drastically impact each other. Well, and the other element, the other piece to this to kind of flip that is that again, we are so we've lost our awareness, our Mm self-awareness. Um, and we've are just operating on autopilot as a society. And if you stop paying attention to the cues, if you stop listening to how your body is feeling and paying attention to how it's how your mind and that body like if you're stressed and you find yourself in the pantry is there is there a connection right, right. versus or if you have some bloat is that because mm-hmm. of stress or is it because of something you ate right and if you stop and you start paying attention and you really tune in and and listen, which we don't do. We're moving at light speed, right? Speed of internet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, then you can really make some positive changes pretty quickly. I, yeah, I, I talk, I proselytize about how important awareness is. And you can learn 10,000 techniques, but if you don't have the awareness to apply them, then what the hell value is all those? Doesn't matter. You just it doesn't learn. matter. 
And so for me, an awareness that I had, um, because I changed uh, how I ate fairly significantly so that I could lose some weight. I found, you know, that's the other thing about being an athlete, a dancer, whatever else is we're used to our bodies being a certain way. So Mm -hmm. when I gained 35 pounds, everyone around me is like, oh, you're healthy and you eat healthy and everything's fine and you're not getting sick. So you're healthy. Even the doctor's like, you're healthy. And I'm like, "Mm." but I know my body and I know I'm too heavy. So I lost that weight. Well, what ended up happening is that changes your gut, right? That changes how your gut behaves. It changes how your metabolism behaves. So what I found is that when I was getting in moments of stress, it wasn't causing me to get hungry. It was causing me to lose appetite. So I had to become aware that I needed to ingest more calories. I wasn't taking enough calories. And that is just as critical. You know, you can waste away under stress too. Just It just depends on how your physiology and your specific mindset interacts with that stressful situation. So some people stress eat and some people lose appetite. And so this is a really critical thing. You know, people want to just look for symptoms, like symptoms are universal, but it really comes down to, hey, what is your body telling you right now? Well, I'm not hungry. Okay. When's the last time you ate? Why is it you think you're not hungry? Well, are you not hungry because you just ate a big meal and you're full? Are you not hungry because, you know, you've shut off that part of your body because you're in survival mode? Because right. the body has the methods to make sure you don't feel hungry when you're in a survival situation because otherwise you'd focus on food instead of saving your life. Right. So, like, these are, these are important things to consider. So, that being the case, how can we optimize our health. This is what I'm constantly taking in information about this. So I'm curious from your perspective and from your practice, optimizing health, both mental and physical, like where, where do you go? Uh, It starts with paying attention. I mean, number one, it has to start there and nothing else will change until you get that figured out. And it might take a while, but you have to start paying attention and you might not change habits right away. You might still make the choice to eat the whole bag of chips or, you know, not exercise or whatever it is. But if you start to pay attention over time, you'll start to change the choices. But if we don't start there and we don't start paying attention to the movement and the food and the mood, Mm. then we're not going to be able to make positive changes with our health. I I have a lot of health issues um, as a result of what happened early on in my life, but also just becoming a mom and um, I have autoimmune issues and Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. And and the only reason I figured it out was because I was at a point in my life where I stopped and I started listening and I was able to, and I would make a change like you, Ryan. And I'd be like, well, why isn't this working? Mm. Um, Or, you know, why do I still feel like crap every day when I wake up? So I think it's important to say to everybody, there's, we're all different and we all have experienced life differently. So you might not be able to make positive changes in an area because there's something else going on. And the only way you're going to be able to know that is to really tune in. Um, And it's scary for people. So nobody does it. We don't want to slow down long enough to pay attention because that gets uncomfortable. And there's a, there's a fear there and a risk because it's going to require change. And, um, that that's like number one. Yeah. It's amazing how much I learned by just acknowledging things in my mm-hmm. life. Yep. So, so often people are like, we need to take action to solve a problem. It's like, but again, your brain is not just your thinking bits. Your brain is yeah. always a problem solving device machine. Yeah. What it's programmed to do. Sometimes you have 
things that have been built into us evolutionarily where when you flip the right switch, it actually solves the, starts to solve the problem for you because of programming that's accepted in other ways, whether mm-hmm. biologically from birth or societally or watching those around you. So sometimes it's not about like making a choice to eat differently. Sometimes it's literally just... Like part of the reason I became a vegetarian was I started meditating on um, loss of life when it comes to meat eating. And now, mm-hmm. please be clear, this is not an activist statement. I'm not saying everyone should stop eating meat. But I am saying that I personally meditated on that. And as I meditated on that, I started eating less meat. I was not conscious of it. My mom noticed it. And that's what right. convinced me that I should consider it more deeply. Um, so just acknowledging and just meditating on these things will often change our behavior. So I, I'm with you 100% that a way to optimize your health, mental and physical is to just increase your awareness and to start acknowledge what's happening around you. That in itself may start to make a change. Now, I know you have to run in like two minutes here. So I am wondering if you have 30 seconds, if there are any major takeaways from this conversation you just wanted to highlight. Yeah, I think, you know, when it, I want people to really acknowledge the fact that if you're in a place where you're doing well, then taking the steps to prioritize your overall health, mental and physical, is going to allow you to move into that next level, to become a better version of yourself, to be present with the people you love, to feel good so you can do the things you love. And if there's one thing I could tell you in terms of just taking care of yourself, start with sleep. Like mm. it is the number one thing. Um, and we resist it so much as a society. So, um, you know, we talked about a lot and there's so <laughs> much we could dive into, but yes. you know, everyone who's listening to this is fully capable of achieving big things. Mm-hmm. And the only thing standing in their way is that, you know, the fear, right? And you are capable of overcoming that if you take things into little baby steps and you simplify it to the point where it doesn't overwhelm you because it's the overwhelm that causes you to stop or to not start. And so give yourself permission to to think small so you can play big. Yeah. And so I just wanted to highlight a couple of things that you said that I thought were really valuable. And that was just... Um, one, sometimes the issue you're dealing with requires you to deal with another issue first. Mm-hmm. We only talked about that for 30 seconds. We could do a whole nother podcast on that, like talking about acute awareness and chronic awareness and, and how we shift between these things and how we address our needs. And similarly, I, I think that environmental triggers really come to that. We have associations around what's around us. I, I have to clean out my office. I, you know, this is something that when I look at it, triggers me and then I feel overwhelmed and I scurry away instead of getting yeah. excited about cleaning up. You know, yeah. That's the same thing about leaving yourself a lovely note. You know, uh, yes. my, my partner, Aaron, sometimes will leave me a sweet note on the mirror. And when I go Aww. into the bathroom in the morning, there it is. And it's like totally shifts my day. And, yeah. and we do these things for ourselves. So. I just wanted to say thank you so much for hanging out um, at down to the wire and taking the <laughs> so I loved every minute and I would stay more if I could. Well, hey, this just encourages us because um, we have at least two more conversations yes. to have just based on this alone, talking about food and talking about normalized exceptionalism. And I'm sure there are other parts of this we could dive into much more deeply. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me, Ryan. This was so much fun. And uh, I just appreciate the conversation because, you know, you and I speak very 
similarly and believe the same things and just being able to have that conversation and take it to another level. Uh, feels amazing. So thank Yay! you. Yeah. I'll yeah. make sure I put all of the, your stuff in the comments and awesome. um, I'll give you an opportunity another time when you have more time to chat more about your course and yes. what you're up yes. to since we don't, uh, you know, and yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Hey again, thanks for listening. If you want more goodness, come hang out with me on Instagram at educate for underscore life. That's educate the number four underscore life. I jump on almost every day and go live once per week to answer questions and just talk about what's on my mind. We've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so expect some announcements in the near future. And with that, I hope you have a great week. Talk with you soon.